Alright, Lit Nerds, welcome back to another episode of The Modcast. It's Leanne here, and I've got a treat for you. Today, we're proud to feature an interview with Frisson Womack, uh, who is the creator of a graphic novel titled The Wood Witches. This magical story features a very diverse cast, um, with, none other, with none other than three women of color in the lead roles as the heroes, which is something not necessarily new, but very exciting because we don't often see that. Um, the premise of this story is everything Old World had built up was destroyed by famine, war, and disease. This world is up for grabs between mercenaries, witches, organizers, and a soul-stealing demon that incites war. The wood witches, Fern, Aspen, and Ivy, have their hands full trying to make tea and save humankind. So this story, The Wood Witches, is absolutely one of my favorite graphic novels. Anyone who knows me, um, you know how much I love Marvel Comics and graphic novels in general. I have a whole bookshelf in my bedroom dedicated to them. And now that I have The Wood Witches book one up there, I'm, you know, very excited to add the rest of the series when they come out. Um, I highly recommend getting a copy of The Wood Witches for your own uh, and supporting Frisson's work. The first chapter of book one is actually um, free to view on the official website, so you should definitely go and check out the preview just to, you know, you know spark your interest and hold you over while you're waiting for your copy to come in the mail. Um, at the bottom of the transcript for this episode, I will be linking all of Frisson's socials, um, as well as some other cool stuff like his guest appearance on the podcast uh, Black, uh, sorry, uh, Black Superheroes Matter. That's it. Uh, where Frisson sort of discusses his origin story as a creator. If you need more Wood Witches in your life, definitely follow them on whatever socials you use. Uh, okay, so now, without further ado, allow me to introduce Frisson Womack. So thank you for joining me. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on this podcast. Um, we're, we're here today to discuss The Wood Witches, which is book one of your four book series for the Wood Witches? That's what I'm planning for. <laughs> right now I'm working on the second. Okay, so we have at least three others to look forward to, right? That's yes. going to be fun. Because you're just one person. The one person working on an entire series of graphic novels. So you have to write, plan, draw, color. You're um, doing the pencil work, basically. and um, you're doing the text yourself as well, like yeah. the writing. And like, obviously the listeners can't see it, but I'm holding this book and it's got more than 300 pages in it of <laughs> one, one person's work. And actually in the back, it has more than one person's work. You have um, fan art on the last page here where you um, readers have participated and contributed so they're really nice too. Yeah, that still blows my mind that people wanted to make fan art of my work. Like when I was like starting it, like okay, so like I was honestly afraid no one would read it. <laughs> like I mean, I feel like a lot of people have that fear anyway, like when they do something. But like I had to get over that fear and just jump in because like it doesn't even matter like if it's it's read in a way. I mean, I want it to be read. I really do. I want people to read it. <laughs> but like. I 
it's a thing that I have to do for myself. Um, and like, I like, cause like every, like expression is like one of my big things. And I feel like everyone deserves to have their voice like expressed because like too often we're all just hindered um, from doing what we want to do <laughs> in this society. <laughs> um, and like, I feel like we'd be better off in general if we just like did more of what we wanted to do and what we felt like was like close to home. And like, and I tried to like write novels before, but I don't think, <laughs> we were in a creative writing class together. So <laughs> I I think you know that I wasn't the best like writer, writer, like per se. <laughs> um, but like, I found, I feel like I, it's because like, I would always want to show things rather than like um, write what it was and describe it. And like, I can picture it in my head more clearly. So like, that's why I think like when I found comics when I was older, like when I was in high school because of, you know, Scott Pilgrim, I, I watched the movie and then I had to read the comics. <laughs> and then like, I, I was like, you know, I can do that. And then that kind of like pushed me into that. And like, I was able to, I felt like I connected with comics better in that way, like writing them and stuff and even reading them more so now. That was a long-winded <laughs> explanation. Don't even worry about it, because I talk forever if somebody doesn't interrupt me, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I totally get that, because I remember we were in the creative writing, the creative writing class together, yeah, um, and I remember really struggling with that. Um, I think it's really important to find the right medium for a story, for a particular story. Some stories are better suited to prose, some are better, better suited for poetry, and others are for comics, graphic novels, and then some just don't work as written material at all, and it works best as a play or a movie. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to find the right medium. And I really think that this story, The Woodwitches, is suited for the graphic novel format, because as I was reading it, I remember thinking, why did he do a graphic novel instead of, you know, like a prose novel? And I realized it wouldn't have had the same impact, really, because not everything would come through. Like, with the graphic novel, you don't have to say that you're including Black Indigenous people of color. You can clearly see that these are Black Indigenous people of color cast in the role of the hero. Well, and, and see, like, whenever you said that, like, you can just put them there and you see it, that's like one of my really big goals with this because like I was thinking, man, like before I wrote this comic, I was like, I wish there were more black women in magical stories <laughs> and, um, and not just like, oh, they're coffee colored skin. Like whenever they, they do that kind of thing in like novels, you know, I mean, that's fine, but like it, it seems like generic and like, they don't always like show that there are even different skin tones with black people and that each of and everyone's like or just people of color in general that we each have like um different skin tones among even um the different like um like backgrounds or like you know wherever we come from like um i have like different i like tried my best to put different shades of brown people you know in my stories because like there are different shades of brown people <laughs> and like i feel like yeah. in, in like some cartoons you see like you might see like black people but they're all like the same tone or something i mean right at least that's how i feel um but i like to show like 
I want to show like even darker skinned people as being like powerful and beautiful and even lighter skinned like people as beautiful and powerful, different tones, because that's just how people are. Different people are, are, are they vary, <laughs> you know? People kind of just do what they feel close to or care about or like, or or see, I feel like. And, <laughs> and those are probably like the people that have like one black friend and say they're not racist. <laughs> and so they don't really like they don't really spend a lot of time with like varying people and can see like the variances and like noticing that we're like we vary and not differ but like vary um is a beautiful thing and it's good to be noticed and seen because like whenever people are seen um or feel seen then they I don't know. It's just really great. It's a great feeling to see someone that like has a similar quality or aspect or attribute to to yourself, like in media, because it makes you feel like you can also be in that story or be that, you know, honestly, whenever I was a kid, I didn't think that like black people could have like these cool stories. Like I, <laughs> like I didn't until like, even like when I wrote stuff, like it was like, white characters and like part of me feels like oh that i that like i only drew or like wrote stories of mag like magical stories with white people but like um that's like even like when i saw like anime the the characters you know still looked white and like even in anime culture they want there is like a thing where they want to emulate whiter skin and um white aspects european aspects like um at least from what I've noticed, I could be completely wrong. And if I am wrong, I would like to be corrected by someone. <laughs> and, uh, but like, I didn't think that darker people could be like magical and great and main characters and have like stories of prophecy and um, magical things and all that stuff. And I was like, oh wait, I can just make that. <laughs> and so like, it's really, and, it, and it's really been cool, like, more recently, I've seen more of that. Um, some people, it feels like they're just trying to, like, make a Black person to, like, meet their quota of Black people superheroes sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's yeah. why, if, you, if you've if you looked, I mean, like, I even, like, there's more characters that I have that I haven't, like, shown in, the, in book one, because, you know, it's book one. But, like, I plan on having even more characters, and most of them are going to be, like, people of color and women. <laughs> And the villains are probably going to be men, mostly, because what have we seen in all of history, <laughs> like, ever? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's something that also really stuck, stuck out to me in the woodwork, too. It's not just the diversity of the Black and business people of color, because we have many of those, including white people, you know, because diversity. But... You have diversity in, um, you know, motivations and personalities and things like that. Like, it's not just one ideology in their story. And even when we have the um, the elite, the elite um, organizers, the people who are controlling the populace, they have different motivations as well. So you have at least one character who's very obviously corrupt, and that's like a focal point of the story. But then you have another organizer whose motivations are very different, even though he's participating in an oppressive system, he had good intentions and he does um, attempt to improve the lives of those who he's supposed to be looking after. Um, 
And that was something that I thought was very humanizing. Because, and it's very paralleling to today, you know, with the events of January 6th and all that. A lot of people were saying ACAB and things like that. And I think it's very clear that um, some people do go into the police force with good intentions and they do want to help people. And part of that is going into an oppressive system and attempting to change the system, even though it seems unlikely that they're going to be able to do that. And I think that some of the characters in the story have those good intentions going into oppressive systems like that, and then others seem not so much like that. Yes, that, um, is, that is exactly what I was wanting to, to portray, because, like, you know, I'll say ACAB, you know, sometimes too, but, like, I do know that there are people that, like, um, that want to do good, and they really do have, like, good intentions and wish for the best, but, you know, this, this, it wasn't made for us. <laughs> it wasn't made right. to, like, exactly. it wasn't even, like, made to technically protect us. It's to protect its own interests, and that's the interests of the rich and the powerful, and so, like, um, it's, I have, the way I'm going to show some more of, like, how that'll play out <laughs> is going to be in book two. <laughs> but, um, like, because, like, I've already, you mentioned, like, the police, like, the, there are these people, like, you've already read it, but there are people, for anyone listening, there are people called mercenaries, but short, it's mercs for short, and um, they're, you know, hired security, and basically police, <laughs> and, um, and there is a character that is just, like, Hmm, I don't know about all of this, <laughs> even though she's right. in it. <laughs> and she's kind of in it for, like, not the complete best reasons, but, like, she doesn't, she's not in complete agreement with their, you know, like, yeah, their ideologies. Honest, but there is one guy who's just like, I just want to fight. I don't even care. <laughs> And, like, that's, yeah. and honestly, that's, like, a lot of what I've seen and uh, and what a lot of people are afraid of in police, you know, police brutality. Because, like, when I set out to start this, my one of my big focuses was, like, white supremacy and police brutality and, like, how that, like, permeates through a system and affects people. And, um, like, we've already seen... Um, that, like, that neglect of, like, the people and how it causes, like, people to turn against each other as well, like, um, witches against witches, because witches stand for basically minority groups, LGBTQ+, um, POC, just anyone who's marginalized, basically, and, um, and then you've got these oppressive, you know, white supremacy, patriar um, patriarchal systems that, like, um, are always, like, you know, oppressing that, oppressing them, <laughs> or us, and, um, and like with, I don't really know where I was going with that, but, but like what I, I remember that I was going to say that like, um, I've seen like firsthand, like this, you know, these police that just want to, just want to fight, want something to do to, and take out their aggression on the lesser, um, what they see as lesser. And like, even like when I was like working on, one of the chapters, I was, I was actually having to take a break and I took my dog to a trail and I usually go to that trail and like, um, I, I used to would go alone, but then like these, 
like I got harassed by like police officers and they were like you fit the description that's why we're like talking to you and they had guns out <laughs> and I was like all right this is what today is but I was you know grateful that I like walked away from that and um it was but still it was nerve shattering and <laughs> and like I still don't go to that trail alone anymore. I always take a friend and um, and it's just kind of funny because like the area that I was on in the comic was talking about like like finally getting into the police brutality aspect of what I was like wanting to talk about. And I'm like, well, if this isn't a kick in the teeth or ironic or something, I'm just like, look at this, look at this. <laughs> this is exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Here we are. Thank you for adding fuel to my story. <laughs> yeah. And I don't always feel like the, the activist-y type, like, that I can, like, go and, like, be at a protest, even though, like, I want to. But I'm also kind of a scaredy cat, like, if I'm being real. <laughs> so, like, the least I can do is, is have this story to be my, like, protest. And honestly, like, if you're Black or in any marginalized group, your existence is a protest. And you expressing yourself regardless of all the shit that you like have to like see or go through, then you're already protesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was a little heavy. <laughs> but you know, this a lot of the topics in this story, the things that the story addresses are very heavy topics, especially today. And it's like, I didn't even, I read this before January 6th, so I wasn't even thinking of it in that context until that happened. And I was like, there's the white supremacy. And I read the story again, and then it was a lot clearer for me after I had seen that, because I'm a white person. So I have white privilege, and I don't always see it, even when it's in front of my face. So it's radical terrorist attacks, attempted coups like that, that really make me, I think it's eye-opening for a lot of people like this. Like, I'm trying to be anti-racist. I'm trying to pay more attention. And then people do stuff like that. And then I'm like, there it is. You made it very clear for me. Thank you. This is a great teaching opportunity. It's a great learning opportunity for myself. Even though it's, very, it's a very terrible thing. To recognize, I don't know if you've seen the silent film um, Birth of a Nation. It was, I think, filmed in 1939 ish. But it's based on a book that celebrates the KKK, so it goes over the creation of the KKK. It's got people in blackface in the song, and it's, it's really like terrible. And there's a scene in that film where it's after black people have gotten the right to vote, so they go to the voting, the voting booth, and it depicts the black people um, disenfranchising the white people. They're pushing white people away from the polling places so that they can take over, and that sort of thing, propaganda. Yes, you know? And then there's a scene after that. Yeah, we need to go back. There's <laughs> a scene where the white people rise up against them, and throw them out of Congress, out of the House of Representatives, you know, after black people had just started getting elected, white people rise up and destroy them, as happened in history. And 
watching that scene, it really recalls January, the January 6th events, the attempted coup, because it looked very similar behavior. And then if you juxtapose January 6th with Black Lives Matter protests, it, I don't know how to make it any more clear, you know? Um, but those are very overt examples of white supremacy, um, police brutality, that sort of thing. And I think it's less overt in your graphic novels. Like, it's less obvious. But after seeing clear examples like that, I think it's easier to recognize the more subtle examples if you're willing to see it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, my, my goal with this was to bypass people's egos because, like, um, I, like, ego is the best way, like, is the best way to um, not comprehend sometimes. <laughs> and, like, I wanted book one to be subtle because I want someone who maybe is against my ideas or, like, you know, Black Lives Matter or all these different things, but I want them to connect to these characters that are extremely relatable that are, and, um, because once you do, you'll be like, oh, I can see myself as this person. But then, like, you see what's happening to them and against them. And you're like, oh, man, that would suck if that were real. And if people didn't believe that their problems were real. <laughs> and then, um, and, like, <laughs> oh, man, I was going to say something and I forgot. But maybe it'll come back to me. But, like, yeah, like. That, those are very, like, overt, like, um, things. Like, there are always, like, people that are um, against the witches in some way. <laughs> and I, I, I try to make it clear that, like, it's, like, they're not even really doing anything. Like, the witches are kind of just trying to exist. And, um, like, but then people are always, like, constantly saying, the witches are bad, they're evil, they're these horrible people. And um, and it's to dehumanize them and to make them seem less than, and um, that's what that like your propaganda, the propaganda movie that you're talking about. And there's going to be some of that that's actually going to happen in the story later on too. Um, but like I'm setting it up right now, um, and there's like there's always like whispers of like witches being awful, or and then like um, if you're a witch, then um, or found out to be a witch, then you won't be able to like sell anything because like this is like a time of like where being a merchant is extremely important because like er like there are a lot of like nomadic people and just people and then there are some civil some um like small civilizations or small villages and stuff of people that um come together and they're usually like a bunch of different merchants and just or farmers or people living um but <clears throat> selling is extremely important in this and like who you know um and that's and that's why if like a small village of people finds out you're a witch, it's pretty much game over for you. You're pretty much just done for as like selling unless you want to like do like really tough work or become a mercenary yourself. And um, and that's like really um, and that also is to show that um, the system being against you kind of makes you do like a lot of, like makes people do a lot of shitty stuff or stuff that they just do not want to do. Like people will like um, talk about the ghetto, like it's like some bad thing um, or like um, hood people or something and like it's bad, but like 
they're they're just people that are just people and they're only looked at as bad because like a lot of black people were the ones doing it first and then like then those ideas are like stolen and then by white people and then like said this is our idea now now it's good now it's cool now it's safe <laughs> but like yeah. but like oops sorry but a lot of people um and then but they'll also like um say what about black on black crime and as if like these people aren't fucking surviving <laughs> like they it's like just imagine being like poor forced to like um in like being forced by a system systemic oppression to to like you can't get like better jobs or like the things you want because people are going to judge you by your hair being nappy <laughs> or something or unprofessional um or all these like different biases and then um poor like then gentrification and then poor like um funding for like education in these like schools and like poorly funded um like areas and stuff and then um like job opportunities aren't as like available so like you're gonna fight each other for your resources and like whenever and also black on black crime isn't real because like there's white on white crime so like it's right. like it's, come on guys it's like you're gonna if you're gonna people kill people that are like more you know around they're more around <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not, <laughs> people kill people there around, not like everybody, but like, it's like, oh, I'm around you, I have to kill you, that's the law, but like, <laughs> just like, if you're gonna like, you know, you know, shoot at somebody, it's probably gonna be people that look more like you, like skin-wise, that are, you're just around probably, but <laughs> it's not like, black people are more violent <laughs> than white people, but like, that's also to say that like, the people are like in my comic are like saying, Oh, witches are so bad, but they're really just like surviving. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of witches that are in hiding because they don't want to be found out, um, because it's unsafe for them to be found out. Um, and and they're really just trying to live and do their best and not hurt anybody because they're just people. <laughs> right. They're just trying to have bed, bread and tea and just live in the woods, you know? I mean, I'm, just, like, I'm just trying to have bread and tea and live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's the ideal. It sounds so ideal to me right now. Your book is kind of like a prophecy or something, you know, the war, famine, disease. We've got the disease. <laughs> yeah, because, like... I don't know. And the thing is, like, I was, like, I had written the synopsis, like, a long time before, like, the pandemic was happening. Okay, not a long time, but it was, like, 2019. Because, um, like, um, I was, like, what would happen for this to happen? <laughs> and, like, I mean, also, it's just, like, history kind of repeats itself. And usually, like, with war comes the famine and disease usually anyway because like usually like um the world like humanity we not we but usually you know men in charge <laughs> um they neglect the people and then that's what usually overtakes people is famine and disease and then war and all this destruction happens so of course an apocalyptic like hellscape is 
sure to, you know, and follow, I mean, ensue or follow, um, and follow, <laughs> but, 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 um, yeah, so, like, whenever I, um, wrote that part, and then, like, the, the disease part was happening, because, like, it's supposed to be, like, that 2040 was what I imagined that the, the, uh, end times would be and then that would jumpstart the rest of the story <laughs> and then, but like it came like 20 years sooner and i'm just like all right <laughs> i picked this up at the end of 2020 so i'm like in december or something like that and i read it and i was like i think we're getting there <laughs> <gasps> uh, am i recording i'm not Okay. I'm going to hit record now, okay? Hey, no worries. I'm, I'm recording sorry. well, and I can send you what I have, too. Yeah. I, I usually just cobble everything together anyway, too. Okay. Yeah. It says it's recording now. Okay. Um, so, okay. Um, oh, um, so I did want to um, discuss the elemental attributes themselves, because I know in the in the story, I read monologues about what exactly the, the elemental attributes are and what it means for people who can manipulate those elements. And um, because we're not visual, I was going to go ahead and describe, read this page for the listeners so that they know what we're talking about and what it means to be a witch in this world. Okay. So Ivy monologues, um, the bottom line, according to my studies, is that there are five elements. They are earth, air, fire, water, and soul. Most witches will have one of these elemental attributes that they can manipulate. A rarity is that a witch can have two, maybe three attributes combined. This makes for a different kind of magic altogether. So this doesn't mean combined elements can be used separately. A steam witch wouldn't be able to conjure fire or water alone. So the fact that wood witches infuse water, fire, air, and earth makes us something truly unique. Okay. So and that was something that really intrigued me is the five elements, fire, water, air, earth, and soul being the fifth and most rare. Um, so a witch is somebody who, according to what I'm getting from this, is somebody who is born with this innate ability to manipulate whatever elements in any combination. So you have like several different possible combinations there. Um, but even though they're born with the ability, it doesn't always seem to appear like it can lay dormant for a while. For example, you have one character whose powers did not um, appear until her life is in, in immediate danger. So um, what exactly makes a witch? Is it just the ability that you're born with to manipulate these elements? Or is it something else? Is it something about a person or their genetics or something? It's a mixture of genetics. Um, in later on, I do give like a slight hint of what may have caused witches in general. But like, there are some people who could have the genes, but it just never gets expressed. Like, you know, it doesn't come out. Um, and there are some people that may have like 
one element and then a, one of the parents may have an element and then the other parent has an element and then they combine and then the child may have that still may not like be expressed but like they still have that in them but like they have the the witch blood in them the witch blood <laughs> and um, okay okay but like the I guess really just what makes you a witch or known to be a witch is if you can use that power. And like the the thing about them is that like they can they're like they're like a muscle, I feel like. Um a muscle that's used even though that's not the best term for this, but like because there's some other stuff that goes along with it that I haven't really explained yet um in the story. But um Right for right now, we can say it's like a muscle, and the more you use it, the stronger it gets, and like the or at least like the more accessible it is for you. Like, um, like even Fern, like in the beginning, she said, um, I don't normally use my power like this, and she like used it in a different way than she used it. And, um, because like there's because there was a time before, because like, like I said, like witches, they didn't they were kind of they're just in hiding. And so, like, you kind of see, like, the difference in their abilities. Um, Echo, sorry, my dog is whining at me because she wants to play. I hope, oh, she I hope she doesn't poop in my house. But, but like, um, like, you can see that the reason why, like, Ivy is, like, so knowledgeable and she is, seem, she seems to be more, like, fluent with her powers and, like, they're just really just a part of her is because she never had to hide her powers because her mom was a witch and her mom and they lived in the woods together so like they kind of just were like cool we're cool everything's cool about magic but like the so she got to practice with her powers and find out like more limits of her powers and like what she can do like um but but fern and aspen they're still kind of learning because they're just now like being able to finally be like oh magic is okay and i'm around these people that i can be magical with <laughs> right it really it really expresses the power of it and accepting community um and community building if somebody accepts you for who you are then of course you're going to be able to express yourself and learn more about yourself than you ever would with somebody who wants you to be something you're not yeah so and um, I plan on, and I plan on them to like not only learn from like the small like the three of them, but they they learn from each other, and they're also going to learn from like outside their community and like different witches and like learn new like things that they can do because they're gonna be like, oh, that's something that can be done with my power. Okay, <laughs> and that's really that really is just people in general. Like whenever we're repressed. Um, we don't learn about ourselves. We don't dive deeper into like these magical parts of ourselves. And but like when we're ever, whenever we're able to like, like you said, be with like a community of people um, where we can just be ourselves, we flourish. We like a like a plant, <laughs> and <laughs> um, and we can become our fullest selves, our most powerful selves, and ourselves that can help heal other people. Like, I was, just, I was thinking, like, how interesting it is that if you tr attempt to heal yourself, you're basically attempting to heal other people by default. Because, like, you heal your wounds, and then other people can see that, 
and then they can like apply that stem cells and then they heal themselves as well or and you just we all just like heal each other whenever we heal ourselves and are in a safe space to do so that's something i think everybody can learn from you know it's like if you see a good set example like in this story where they they're communicating with each other they live in a very small space together even though they each have their own rooms they they live together in the woods so they're spending a lot of time together and there's but once there's one point in the story more than once where um there's a little bit of tension because somebody's not expressing their feelings to the others, so they're not aware of those feelings. But then when it gets brought up, they, they immediately connect with that and recognize and listen to it instead of saying, oh, you didn't tell me, so it's not my fault. Sort of like off-putting the blame and the responsibility. It's this idea where you listen to each other and you openly communicate with each other in order to make sure that everybody feels safe, everybody feels respected, that sort of thing. And like, yeah, that's a really big thing. Um, like, I want to, I want to show like healthy relationships. I want to like, I want to have like various foils as well to these like healthy relationships, parallels, or you know, opposites. Like, um, like there's this these two characters that are extremely unhealthy. One um, full of rage and only sees his goals and his desires. And then this person that loves him, but like, it's not really healthy love or you could even call it obsession. And um, <clears throat> honestly, that's, they're in a way similar in that fact that they see what they want to see, you know? But, um, and that really, and they're projecting what they think that the situation should be. And <clears throat> that just leads to pain after pain after pain, but, with the wood witches, I was I'm, I'm wanting to show like healthy like I mean of course we're human beings and we're gonna have like arguments disagreements, um, but like <clears throat> we can healthily go about those and that's what I want to portray with them like even with like romantic love and stuff like that you see in stories or or even friendships and stuff there's always like these like disagreements that are toxic and I mean everyone has like toxic you know toxicity we're humans but like they don't always express them in the healthiest ways and like <clears throat> that kind of like media is really important in it in the way that it shows people like how to deal with other people because like um one thing i've seen is that reading books helps with your empathy and i think the same it's the same with really most media in general because you can you attach yourself to these characters and you can empathize and um I like honestly like that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to write like stories is to like and this one in particular is to help someone else learn something because like um media just shows like a lot of toxic things and then we see we see that a lot and we think oh this is just the way people should behave this is how I should treat people and it's okay if I am toxic and negative this is just how I am and there's no ifs ands or buts about it and that's not really how things should work <laughs> because like that's not how we grow and that's not how we keep these good connections that are wholesome and um like not every connection is worth keeping but like we can the ones that are worth keeping we we need to like be better about communication and being healthy about it and like sometimes you get angry or frustrated and you just need to express that and that's okay that's good that's positive and um but like 
that's why I wanted to show like these people who express themselves and say what they need to say, but they're not, no one's mean about it. They're just like, hey, I'm upset about this thing. And then it's like, oh, I didn't even know. All right, <laughs> got it. <laughs> I'll be yeah. better. About, this is how I'll be better. And we'll, that and it leaves room for everyone to be able to like grow in their security with each other. And that's just like a life thing and in the story. <laughs> right. It's very good to have like a positive model, and then you can have like the other models. Like people will be be able to relate to those. Like you know, with the unrequited love. So a lot of people have unrequited love, or they just love the bad boy. They're fascinated by the bad boy or the bad girl. How do you want to go with it? The bad boys. And, just... <laughs> and then, yeah. It's like instead of having like a love triangle model. We really have like a love circle model with some of these characters so that we can have like a good representation of. And then the others who are more like the, like a hierarchy and then others are the triangle, like where you're not able to reach everybody, you can't see everybody or connect with everybody in these situations. But with the circle, you're able to see everybody and get and communicate with them more effectively. Yeah. That sort of thing. Like, I, community is really big for me in general. Like, um, if you couldn't tell by how much I love people in general, <laughs> um, I mean, the, the listeners probably don't know, but I love people. Um, I mean, sometimes I need my alone time. And I'm just like, ah, no people. But, <laughs> but like, um, I really, that's why I really like the, <clears throat> the idea of inclusion. And I will, like, um, ask, like, different people's thoughts on things. Like, usually, like, um, like I had, a, I have a friend that's indigenous, and I wanted to have an indigenous character, but not just like a token indigenous character. I wanted to like be like, hey, what what do you think about this character? What do you think about these things that are going to happen with her? And um, and even before I started the Wood Witches, I was like, at, before I became what I feel like I guess I consider a witch myself now. But like, um, I would interview I would ask people like hey what does being a witch mean to you basically <laughs> and like what kinds of things do you practice and how's life for you and I would read like different like some books and stuff um before I started um but like I think I just I, would, I want different people like to be seen and noticed and looked at and because that's what a community is <laughs> heard being heard and being able to fully express yourself without fear of judgment or like you're gonna get hurt. But yeah. Don't know where I was going that's with that something one. Something that we need for it. Yeah, like I I basically am writing this story because like I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I want guys to see in the world. <laughs> Everyone just be chill with each other. That's really all you need to do is just be chill and not mad at each other. Well, you can be mad at each other at some point, but like we can resolve it easily. I mean, resolve it. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's such a good thing. Like, you're proving that if something's missing, if there's a gap in the literature, if there's something, you know, not everybody is seeing themselves accurately and respectfully represented, you're proving that this is possible, that you can take it into your own hands and do it. And you're also giving everybody else a model, showing that, hey, I did it. So it's possible for you to do it too. Yeah. You no, know, it's great. A lot of times you'll see um, people 
like creators will say, oh, well, it's just not my experience, so I can't include it. But I feel like you can include it if you include it respectfully. Yes. You know, if you do the research, if you get um, sensitivity readers, for example, ask other people how, like, people whose experience it is, and ask and include them in the process, you know, and that's how you get an accurate representation and allow people with that experience to feel seen. Exactly. It just, yeah, it just takes a little bit, it just takes a little bit more work. Um, and like, if you, I feel like white people definitely have the, have a big responsibility in showing inclusion in a more positive and non-generic way in media. Um, Cause like the black people, we're doing it. Like we're, we're already making all these like black characters and we're like sharing our voice and stuff. But um and there are, like, a lot more that I've seen, like, um, white artists that are, like, including, like, people of color and different, like, body types and stuff. And that's really cool and amazing. Um, so, like, but, yeah, it's, like, you just, you really just have to talk to people. Like, if if you're not, like, talking to people, then, like, what are you really doing with your, like, I mean, for me, my, for me personally, I feel like art needs to, like, have like some meaning to it. Me personally, cause like you can make art and it doesn't have a meaning. You can just draw pineapples all day. I don't care. That's amazing. You do you and that's, and I love that too. Cause like, I appreciate really just any art, but for my art specifically, I think I want to like talk to people on like a different level of like things like, um, like on these like heavier topics and on these like um, maybe even some controversial v views and stuff, and even just like, but in a lighthearted manner, mostly. <laughs> like they'll be like fighting and stuff and making jokes, <laughs> but like um, there's like when I was talking about like issues can be resolved by talking with people and being heard and seen. Like there is a character in there that like you would think, oh, this person, she's a villain, but like no, she's just hurting and she just needed to be talked to and someone to hear her. And then everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really like that in this story, too, because you, you humanize the characters in a way that I don't often see. Um, even when you have the so-called villain, um, it, it, you draw the line between a good person doing bad things, a good person who's in pain, and expressing that pain in a non-healthy way, and then you have a bad person doing bad things, and the difference is the bad person knows what they're doing is wrong, and either they don't care or they enjoy it. And that would be a bad person. And then with a good person, you have to try to connect with them and show them a better way to express their anger, their hurt, their fear, so that they can get over it and heal from it. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> We, like, humans just really want connection. Like, that's really, like, why I, I feel like we fight a lot and, like, hurt each other. Um, because of rules by cold men who are not connected and don't want those connections and don't really care. And, um, and they pit us against each other. And then we're just fighting, fighting, fighting. And then we have all these complex views when really it's a lot simpler. It's really just, like us versus like all of us versus this small group of people that don't really care about you and making you the product and how they get rich and how they stay you know 
up there. <laughs> right. It's just, it can get really frustrating to see it, especially in real life. You know, um, and that's why I really appreciated your story because you gave so many good examples and good um, role models, really, so that we can kind of figure it out on our own by learning from this book and how to navigate the world and try to improve it, not only for ourselves, but for others, connect with each other, develop more empathy, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's a goal because, like, um, I learned a lot of morals from, um, like, TV shows when I was a kid. <laughs> and, like, I feel yeah. like I more of those, like, from, like, shows and, like, people in my real life sometimes. Because, and so, like, I think that's why I really connect with, like, r like stories and, like, comics and, like, shows. Because, like, um, I just, that's how, like, I got a lot of, like, wisdom, like, People are gonna judge me for this or hate me for this one, but like I love Naruto, and like I know there are a lot of people that love Naruto, but there are people that just really hate it. <laughs> and I, like, I get it though. Like, uh, <laughs> like it's anime, and it's got you know anime aspects <laughs> and the long monologues and flashbacks yeah. to that to, <laughs> to that one swing set. But like, <laughs> but um, like I I learned a lot of things like I related to Naruto and the fact that he likes orange and <laughs> that he's just some weird outcasty kid and that didn't really have a place but like he worked and worked and worked hard and like eventually everyone was like oh no he's actually chill <laughs> but like um, I learned a lot of like different like lessons from that show um, and just shows like that in general um, and I guess like me writing stories and wanting it to be like a lesson for people is because I, I want to give back and like be like this was helpful for me I bet this could be helpful for someone else so that's why yes. that's what I want to give I want to it's my gift to the to the earth <laughs> to the earth people earth people yes and I'm glad to be an earth person with a copy of this book to yes. help myself learn but um it's it's a lot of work and honestly like i've been having my motivation tanked recently because i've been like working 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 and then like i've had like crap come up with like my digital tablet so like i've had to like go through like months i'm still months of like trying to figure that out but like i'm still trying to figure out how to work um it's the hiatus is taking longer than i wanted to <laughs> But I there's file and error, like yeah. But chapter one is out on Facebook, but I'm working on chapter two as of right now, um, or at least like in a hiatus still because I'm waiting for my tablet stuff to get resolved. Um, <laughs> maybe I could bully the people to the support, <laughs> but I'm not, maybe I won't. Who knows. I hope that gets fixed soon because I'm actually waiting for this second book to come out. I'm waiting. Yeah, me too. I'm, like, I'm technically I'm five chapters or four chapters in on like sketching and like notes and stuff, and like I've already you know plotted out the whole book and like what it's supposed to be and like everything, um, but like now I'm just in the sketching phase of all of that, and um, it's a 
there's a whole thing <laughs> i remember when i was like first writing the um like the plot like the big plot points out like for all the four books and i was just pacing around my house and like talking silent like talking to myself and like whispering to myself and chuckling and then <laughs> i'm sure i look nuts <laughs> but like and like my friend paco well joshua bradley uh he was there he's an he's an amazing artist he was drawing something actually while i was pacing and i'm, I'm just glad he didn't like be like all right man i'm leaving <laughs> I do the same thing. Like I will. It's the creative process. It's a whole thing. It really is. Yeah. It, it's funny though, cause like, um, I took um composition for like music, and I didn't really excel in like doing that because like there was a certain way that the professor wanted it to be done, and that didn't work with my like style of making music in composition mm -hmm. and um but like now like that i am like when i started writing this story like the stuff that he like told me and like was like you need to do this and this and this is like what i'm like is like crucial in how i <laughs> plot out my story for the wood witches and how i keep it all organized and so i don't go like insane from it all <laughs> but, but um I mean, I've got a whole world in my head, so, like, I'm probably already some sort of, like, <laughs> not completely, you know, sane and with the other people, with, like, typical people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but, like, it's really interesting, like, how things can translate from different media, different mediums, from medium to medium. Yeah. Like, it's always really fascinating to me how like creators have things inside their head and then they put it out into the world so that everybody can see it. Like, what a world! What a concept! I don't know. Like, I feel like we do make the world better. Like I said, like whenever we heal ourselves, we can heal our communities because the more people that are healing, the less we need like conf like strife. Like, you can have conflict. Conflict is fine, but strife, I feel like, is just like you're just fighting to fight. You know? At least that's how I feel. I could be wrong. Like, like there's a line between conflict and oppression. When the conflict becomes somebody taking the power and using that power to oppress the other one, that's where it goes wrong, I yeah. think. And, I, and by conflict, I feel like we need that conflict. Like, whenever we have those oppressive powers in play, conflict is absolutely crucial um because like if it's if there's no conflict then you're just being pushed along and you're going along with it but even then there's conflict internally because no one wants to just be pushed along and oppressed but like we need that conflict we need to talk to people we need to tell them hey this idea isn't exactly you know right <laughs> like um conflict isn't always you know bad we we need to talk to like our friends who may be in the like like we need to talk to men about like how their actions can be oppressive we need to talk to white people about how their actions can be oppressive anyone who's in like who benefits from oppression needs to be talked to we need to have that conflict or else we don't grow it, or that and that seed is not planted right 
without conflict, there's no communication, really. Yeah. And my story is going to be just, it's full of conflict. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying, yes. to, trying to talk to y'all. I got something to say. <laughs> like, and, and the point with this story is there's like one overarching, like, big conflict thing going on. That's going to be resolved, right? Right? Oh, wait, sorry. You, what? No spoilers, but you have to tell me it's going to be okay. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no! Probably. Probably is better than maybe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I will say that, like, I'm going to, like, I tried to, like, hint at, like, things are going to get dark <laughs> in book one, but, like, not super, like, say how dark. I was just like, because, like, there was that part with, like, you know, whenever, before they went to the, went to Queen Bee, I won't, like, exactly say, because that's kind of a spoiler, I guess. But, um, like, before they met with Queen Bee, there's that scene that they see, and they're just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> but um, that's, like, a hint that, you know, like, people, like, it's kind of funny when people come up to me, they're like, your story, it's so cute and adorable, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Battles can also be cute and adorable, right? Sure. <laughs> exactly. That's the that's the goal here to be devastatingly cute. <laughs> right. That's one of not well, just one of these super battles is making like yeah. Fashion goals devastatingly be cute, cute. cute to handle. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that's yeah. That's a we covered a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes next here. And, yeah, for everybody listening or reading, you should definitely get your copy. Again, the links are going to be down below the transcript. So you will be able to, you know, find it really easily and go ahead and get yourself a copy. Well, thank you for having me means a lot to me. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and be well.